you guys look up to a guy like Okada? Hell, let's throw Kenny in there. Nothing personal against Kenny. But if we go back a little history lesson, I took that IWGP United States Championship from him. And then what did he do? He left. This is why I say I'm the catalyst of professional wrestling, because without me, you don't even get AEW. Everything you've all come to enjoy and love and cherish over the past few years, you don't have without me, because without me beating Kenny Omega, maybe he doesn't run away. Maybe he doesn't run away and take his success and fame with the Young Bucks and create all elite wrestling. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. If he doesn't do that, you get no unscripted violence. You get no shocking return of Brian Danielson. You get no long-awaited return of CM Punk. You get no heartwarming, long-awaited triumph for Hangman Page. You get no Britt Baker, DMD. They would still be here because they were here before, but you motherfuckers, you were nothing before. That's why you had to run off because without me, there's also no, hey, maybe no Adam Cole, baby. He'd still be sitting somewhere else wasting away. So, AW fans, wrestlers, all of you, you are welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast. The podcast open to everyone, especially my wife, Charity, who uh, actually watched Dominion with me, which is uh, pretty fucking sweet. Mr. Andy, I am Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast. And with me, as always, is that Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hey, my name's Andy, and I'm also known as that Mr. Guy. And we got some awesome stuff to talk about, Luke. I mean... Crowds cheering, you know, More! Tri- triumphant returns, you know, uh, amazing matches, incredible title changes. I mean, what is there that we don't have to talk about today? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Excited. We've got, uh, oh my God, we've got lots of stuff to talk about. That is true. And yes, everyone listening, we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. And on this episode, we're going to talk fucking Dominion. And yes, we swear a lot. So be aware of that. And just to get it out of the way nice and early, which is the habit I've managed to keep up over several episodes, believe it or not, uh, there are ways people can contact us if they wish to. A written or voice email can be sent to neveropenpod at gmail.com. Interact with us on the Tweety. I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at DrusiferTweets. And collectively, we are at NeverOpenPod. We also have a Teespring store where you could get uh, items of clothing. We can look never as fuck. So get on that. All right. Look at that. I'm such a fucking professional, Mr. Andy. I'm hungover, but I'm excited. I'm amped up. I don't know how you'd be amped up whilst hungover, but that's how I feel. Uh, how are you okay. feeling, Mr. Andy? I mean, good. I don't know if I have, you know, a conflict inside me like you do, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just uh, here to do the podcast. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know. All right. (laughs) So let's uh, let's start with some news then, Mr. Andy, because there are there is some. Most of it comes from uh, across the pond over in America with the AE Dub. So I'll I'll mention some stuff that happened. I won't go into too much detail, but uh, they announced a Mid Atlantic title, a new men's singles title, and there's a tournament for it, of course, and uh, two of the spots in that tournament will be New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, wrestlers. Uh, I wish I could tell you more, but those two wrestlers haven't been announced. The rest of the bracket has been, but uh, we don't know the rest of the deets for this tournament yet. So there is that. 
All right, on uh, Dynamite last week, we had Osprey turning up during a Trent FTR segment. It wasn't just him. It was Aussie Open and Hanare. And, you know, uh, Osprey comes out, then Aussie Open and Hanare come in from behind, kick their asses. So they all have a match on Rampage. And, of course, what what happens when a New Japan pro wrestler is on AEW, Mr. Andy? They lose? That's right. One of the Aussie Open guys, Kyle Fletcher, got pinned by Beretta, which is oh. not, not a bad thing. It was a good match, though. Oh, so, Finley yeah. lost to uh, And uh, too, Finley so. got smashed by Hangman, yeah. yep. Yeah, and, uh, that's sad. But and, uh, and that, Straight after that match, Hangman challenges Okada, and uh, then Jay comes straight out and goes, hey, bitch, Jay might be the champion. So, uh, you mean Adam Hera. Cole? Yeah. Who did I say? Jay. You said Jay oh, yeah. came out and said that Jay. No, would no, be no. it was Adam Cole. Yeah, sorry. Yes, both oh, long-haired, okay. handsome gentlemen. So I got yeah. mixed up. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that look like that. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> unfortunately, you know? I mean, and that's funny because that was the look like 10 years ago, you know, and it's 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 the look again, you know. But uh, yeah, I, it, I'm interested because there's there's some implications, obviously, for the big forbidden door pay-per-view. But I don't want people to get the wrong idea, Luke. This is not an AEW podcast. And I am I just want to put it out there before we even talk about anything today. But my number one concern is how any of this stuff affects any of the stuff that happens in Dominion, happens in AEW, whatever affects New Japan. And that's yeah. my main concern because uh, I, I know that a lot of the conversation on, you know, Dominion just immediately goes to, well, how does that affect AEW? Like, yeah, well, let's, let's, you know, maybe we should. I don't know. I don't care about AEW. So. Look, I'm a fan of AEW. I love it. I like watching it. It's it, I do. But, you know, there's one company I have a podcast for and one company I don't. So, yeah. you know, but <clears throat> that's that's all the uh, AEW stuff I'm even going to mention. It's, if it's uh, for, Forbidden Door related or effects in New Japan, that's, uh, yeah, exactly what you said, pretty much. So that's all my news, apart from uh, maybe Juice Robertson. Uh, his appendicitis, he needs his appendix, appendix out, and thus is stripped of the United States title. What a disaster. That sucks for him. It's man. a fucking disaster belt, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a, I, I feel terrible for him. I mean, what? every time he's got something that's built up, you know, it, Finley got injured or he got injured or, you know, whatever. And it's like, it's just a shame because the poor guy is an excellent wrestler who's done it the right way, you know, yeah. by all accounts. So it's a shame that that's what's happened to him. But like, um, that wasn't his fault. And it wasn't Moxley's fault that he couldn't make it to Japan that one time either. It was just like right. some kind of environmental thing. So poor, poor bastards. But anyway, what were you going to say? Well, Luke, uh, the Forbidden Door also is open in japan and yep. you know wrestlers from new japan are going to other promotions i mean we saw doki and kanemaru are going to wrestle at pro wrestling so-and-so at some point i'm not sure what the promotion was but that's i still cool. thought it was gleet oh yes that's right it's gleet pro wrestling so-and-so aka gleet um which is great because they're going to go there and smash everybody i hope um because i mean you imagine like everybody in gleet's tiny right yeah, I mean, like they are. So, 
I want Doki to Doki bomb all of them at the same time. Yeah, stack them all up on the outside. Or he can do a Doki Chokey on all of them at the same time somehow. Like, you know, I'm chain sure stretch Doki Chokey. Yeah, it's, uh, it's possible. If you need no fast evil. Yeah. Well, so that's happening. Yep. Um, but also, you know, finally your prediction came true, Luke. Did you see <laughs> what happened? I woke but, sometimes I wake up to dreadful news, like Hey, Luke, such and such is dead. Oh. And then a lot of times I wake up to also like really good news. It's usually wrestling related. And this was no exception. I woke up this morning to a uh, message from you going, Kojima won the GHC title. And I'm like, for reals? You so, you showed me a photo of, of Wato's head with a gash in it. And I overlooked poor Wato's head to be like, Kojima, Kojima. I'm sorry, Mr. Wato. <laughs> like, you get better, man. Like, that looked like a nasty gash. But I was like, Kojima. I joke. I was half joking, half serious on this show a, bit, a year ago, maybe more, when Muto won the title. Yeah. That Kojima should fuck off to Noah and uh, cross that belt off his list. And now he has. <laughs> I am proud of him. He is a nice dude, a badass in the ring, and the GHC champion. I'm so happy. It's true. And obviously, that's a cool deal for him. His first challenger will be Keno. But there's also some some just interesting things that happen. So uh, today was a big day in New Japan, or excuse me, in Japan, Japan. for wrestling. There was the Dominion show, obviously, and there was also the DDT slash Noah slash Tokyo Joshi Pro, I think. It's like basically the Wrestle of Universe like mega show. It's called Cyber Fight. And so... They had a big show, and a bunch of weird shit happened. For example, Mr. Brad won the title, which is pretty cool. But also, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Keiji Muto, he announced his retirement in in a very old-timey wrestler way because he's like, I'm retiring in a little while. You know, I'm going to have a few more matches, but I'm retiring. In, in, in about a year. Watch me on my farewell tour. <laughs> So that's hilarious. And then, um, I mean, I'm sad that he's retiring, but I mean, maybe he's it's 61, time, 62, yeah, maybe something it's time. like that. So, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff he can do in wrestling that isn't in the ring. So, uh, and then we had a really weird situation here. So there was a big, like, six man tag match, and it was like DDT stars versus Noah stars. And on one of the, DD- the DDT side, they had June Akiyama, who's one of the like four pillars of heaven you know like one of the biggest all japan wrestlers of all time and and he's an old like bald dude and he's real mean looking and then they have this guy that's on the ddt team as well called endo i think yeah endo and he's the ddt like champion well (laughs) oh i know this isn't funny but it's just like wow i'm surprised this kind of thing doesn't happen more often so uh Nakajima is on the Noah side and he's in there with Endo and Endo's throwing all these haymakers and stuff and, and Nakajima's just no selling it. And it's like they're building to one of these deals where he just smacks him once and it knocks Endo down. It's just like a, you know, it's just a thing that happens in a Noah match. And they're working real stiff. And you could tell that Nakajima is just kind of not, something's not right. And he just slaps the shit out of Endo once and like legit KOs him. So dude's out. And they kind of don't know what to do because there's that's a big problem. I mean, they you just slapped the champion from the other company 
and knocked him the fuck out. So <laughs> that was DDT's main heavyweight champion? Right. Yes. Oh, my God. And just um, right. Nakajima just bitch slapped him. And he got knocked out. So that guy's ruined. You know what I mean? That that's and, and I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often with the way they throw those like, you know, super stiff slaps all the time. And, you know, I mean, because they're everyone has yeah. a button and you, you know, you hit get hitting the button. You're going down. That's just the way it works. And uh, after that happened, he uh, Nakajima tried to play it off and do like a, you know, like a shitty pin with one foot on. But he has to lift his foot up because the guy doesn't kick out. And then. You know, Yaki, Akiyama gets in the ring and he just stares Nakajima down, starts talking shit to him, and it's really uncomfortable. The match ends like like four minutes in. It was oh, like shit. one of the big, big, you know, tag matches on the show. So that's uh interesting. I just thought I'd mention that because I thought that was an interesting occurrence that happened. Uh maybe Ian will have more to say about that, but uh kind of weird. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh my God, that's. <clears throat> Imagine if Okada was in like a six-man tag on the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, and like fucking Moxley no-sells five punches and then swings one at him, and Okada's out cold. I mean, that oh. would be a disaster, you know. So that's kind of what happened to them, and I feel bad for DDT because obviously, I, you know, I feel bad for Nakajima. I'm sure that wasn't his intention. I feel bad for Endo, the guy that got knocked out, because that's not what they were trying to do. I'm sure. Oh, no. <laughs> a four-minute match with some of your big stars? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Holy shit. <clears throat> well, speaking of uh, something that's complete opposite of a disaster. Yeah! Let's do it. We are in Dominion, or at Dominion, in Osaka Joe Hall. You've probably spoken about Osaka Joe Hall a time or two. Sure, of course. But uh, did, did you, have you got any new facts? Oh, yes, the newest fact is that this crowd was 6,068 strong, and it seemed like it was 60,000. It was real loud, and it was wild. I was, I was loving this crowd. We had Kevin and yeah. Chris on the call, of course, and they were ringside, and they did an excellent job. They did, and I almost, at the top of the show, uh, gave the spot to uh, the Osaka Joe Hall crowd, but uh, my wife trumps everyone, that. so... Uh, <laughs> so fuck them. <laughs> but uh, yes, we are at Dominion in Osaka Joe Hall, and we start off with uh, an announcement 15 minutes before the show for some TV uh, TV Asahai voting thingy that uh, I've completely <laughs> forgotten about, and that's all I'll talk about about it. So let's go to Tenzan and the House Masters versus Aaron Hanare, Francesco Akira, and TJP. TJP and the United Empire, I think they're so cool because they've got some nobody boxer that no one's heard of before. I don't even have his name. Do you have his name? I don't give a he, shit. Punchy guy. He's a punch. He punches. Yeah. His name is, um, yeah, Punch Dude. Punchy. Punch I, I, you ever seen, you know, in, in Pulp Fiction, somebody's talking to Bruce Wilson like, hey, what's up, Punchy? And uh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> And then somehow the Ass Masters and Tenzan gets wind of this, and they're just like, "Yeah, you you brought someone you think is cool. Well, fuck you. We got Manubu Nakanishi." And I'm like, "Monster Morning." <laughs> Do people know about this? Do they know that this guy's gimmick is that he eats a lot of food for breakfast? <laughs> That's his pro wrestling oh gimmick. God. That he eats a big breakfast. <laughs> 
fucking works for him because he's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> that was so great, man. I was missing Yuji Nagata though because they used to do the little, you know, like kind of like it's like they're hugging, but it's like a it's an exercise. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So I, I haven't got too much notes on this because it is a uh, preview tag. A preview tag for a upcoming junior tag match: Ars Masters versus Akira and TJP. Hanare uh, punches up Taguchi and plays up to that boxer dude. And I'm just like, uh, go away, boxer man. <laughs> There's a high angle German suplex by Wato onto TJP, which makes me happy. I'm just like, yep, I like seeing that. There's a fireball and a splash onto Wato, but uh, Tencent breaks it up. But Hanare wins here with, I don't know, man, like, <laughs> obviously he didn't have enough ways to win matches. <laughs> This made you laugh too, especially because um, so Charlton funny. did say so many ways after this he match. Did. did you hear that? Yeah. Because Hanare puts Tenzan in a full Nelson submission and Tenzan taps out. <laughs> so, Aaron Hanare, so many ways. That's the story. The story yeah. is so many ways he could beat you. And it's just, you know, if you don't know, we've been making fun of that because. He never won matches until now. So it's like he never beat anybody. What do you mean? <laughs> so, Aaron so, and I, it, so many ways to win. Right. I've only seen him. What? Yeah. Yeah. He also, uh, in this match, he hit the rampage tackle on Tenzon. And it was like, all right, you ready? Here we go. All right, I'm going to pick you up. Okay, here we go, little guy. I'm going to set you right down over. It was like the nicest rampage tackle of all time. That was. I was, yeah. appreciated that, but uh, you know, <laughs> that's kind of made me, I like it. <laughs> it made, made me laugh quite a bit. And uh, that was the only dad on the show, by the way. So, um, and that's yeah. uh, we're going to talk about the lack of dads later when we talk about the G1. But uh, you know, that that's for later on. This match was a match, in fact. Yeah, it was fun. Nice little opener. It was good. I mean, it finishes a bit like, oh, okay, is that it? But you know. All right, so next we've got Hiromi Takahashi, Tetsuya Naito, who is back from his eye surgery. So this is his uh, return. And Bushi versus Taiji Ishimori and Ace Austin and El Fantasmo. This is Ace Austin's first match since he's joined Bullet Club, I believe. Yep. Um, yep. And this is obviously a preview for Ishimori versus Hiromi, which is coming up on a upcoming show. So, yeah. So uh, I like that... Uh, you know, LAJ are messing with Ace Austin and magic tricks and shit like that. That makes me laugh. This match makes me laugh big time. There's a back raking cane spot, which is amazing. Uh, done by ALP, of course. Uses his cane to back rake someone. And it's oh, oh, it, oh, it's Ace Austin. And <clears throat> I'm thinking to myself, all right, I've, I'm just going to make Bullet Club some money here. A back scratcher. You just rename it a back raking cane, slap a yeah. bullet club logo on it, and boom, there you go. Mind you, they haven't taken up my Taguchi merch off, uh, ideas either, so <laughs> they don't want me to make them any money. That's uh, it's obvious, Mr. Andy. <laughs> well, whatever you do, don't make your own merch. That makes well, wrestlers ha- oh. real mad, so don't do that. <laughs> oh, because I was just about to say, like, maybe if they don't want to op- take that opportunity, Mr. Andy, we can make our own never open well, back rank codes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, All right, fuck the, them, the, you know. I mean, the Bullet Club ones would sell better, but uh, yeah, it's a, it, this is a fun match. I kind of had an idea how this would end, 
uh, and it becomes clearer later on in the show. But uh, they're pushing some Elfantasmo right now, and I'm happy for it. Uh, there's some shenanigans, but CR2 on Bushi, and uh, yeah, Elfantasmo looks strong. He's moving up in the world, which we'll see a bit later. I was hoping that think? he would pin Naito. Yeah, yeah, so would that, I. That would have yeah. made more sense. I don't, I don't want him to pin Naito, but I mean, no. you know, it, it would have made more sense storyline wise. But um, at the beginning, Naito comes out and he sees Ace Austin do his little, you know, uh, staff thing. He's got the hidden staff that pops up out of nowhere, <laughs> and and Naito's like, "Let me see that. How's that work?" And so Ace is like, "Here." You can have it. And that's why that cane spot was so great later, because Ace pulled out a second cane and used it to do a back rake later, which is pretty great. I thought that was funny. Um, I'm loving Ace Austin's magic gimmick. I love it. Oh, he's, yeah. And and imagine, like, if we get him on this road to New Japan stuff coming up, which I don't think so, but maybe we will, it would be great, because then we can get to see his character develop in the tag format, which would be fun. But, um, you know, we get a little bit of that here, which is good. There's also like large sections of this match that are Naito and Ishimori wrestling, and it's like fucking tremendous. I love it. Hiromu is yeah. obviously awesome, but um, there is a problem here. A couple times the camera guys are missing stuff, you know, on on this show a little bit. One of the things they miss is at the very beginning when Naito Naito made some joke that made the whole crowd just laugh their heads off um, with the staff at the very beginning, and we didn't see what it was. So. You know, and then and and you know the commentary didn't tell us what happened, so maybe it was inappropriate. Maybe, yeah. but uh, hey, cameraman, boo! Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, maybe the switcher guy, maybe you know the the uh, <laughs> guy in the booth or whatever, not not the guy behind the camera. Indeed, and that's pretty much all the preview stuff for the night, Mister Guy. After that, it's all special singles or title matches, so. Yes, sir. Here we go. Let, let's start off with the first one, which I thought was okay. It's um, Yano versus Doc Gallows. And, yeah, <laughs> look, it's it's not my favorite Yano match. I think, like, Yano matches work best when you've got someone who's, like, really good at timing. Like, Yano can hit the comedy timing. You need someone else to, like, bounce off and hit that timing just as well. And uh, I'm not sure Doc Gallows did that, but, you know, uh, it turns out Yano was right, though. Uh, Doc Gallows does have a tiny brain because uh, Yano does the hits, and that's enough for him to kind of uh, get the win over Doc here. Uh, low blow or fair play, and uh, Yano rolls him up. It was fine. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. It was it was uh, disappointing a little bit. I thought it'd be a little funnier. You know, it was fine. Whatever. You know, Yano match. and. <laughs> I just was disappointed because Gallows gets blasted in the nuts, you know, and and then after the match, he's just running around yelling like it didn't happen. Like, oh, man, <laughs> don't be no Yano. selling Yano's finisher. I mean, come on, man. So that was uh, that was kind of funny. But, you know, you had a realization about Gallows and Anderson, which I'm sure we'll discuss later. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably because, like, I don't watch WWE at all anymore and when they went to the wwe i wasn't watching it much so i, I didn't see much of the good they brothers didn't even do wwe anything. work right all they did was yeah. goofy shit that they didn't even do any wrestling really you know i mean i'm sure they did but like what you know no one you can't no one can even say a match that they had i think they had matches with the new day 
that maybe I might remember. But other than that, and like the thing that anyone's going to know them from more, probably more than anything is going to be New Japan. Yep. <laughs> so it's been a while since they've been there. Yep, sure has. All right, so let's uh, let's get into the the title match portion of our show. Pretty sure everything else has a title involved. Yeah. I think so, yeah. F- fucking sweet. So let's do it. We've got a six-man never-open title match. It's Yoshinobu Kanemaru, El Desperado, and Zack Sabre Jr. versus The House of Torture. House of show... Yeah. <laughs> yes. we got how uh, we got show. We've got <sighs> Ijiro, and we've got Evil. Of course, Nick Togo's with him. Uh, I thought this was a super fun match. In fact, I love the start of it because the Suzuki Goon guys are walking down the ring. And of course, House of Torture, all all of the House of Torture launch their like it's like the biggest Katamaru Gambit offensive I've ever seen, and it fails. Come on, man, you got the heel master on 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 the other team. They're not falling for that, and it's his own Gambit. So get out of here. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> Katamaru <laughs> foils the Gambit with his with his buddies. And then he figure fours every member of the House of Torture, <laughs> all of them, even Dick Togo. But uh, most of this match, Katamaru gets a freaking beat down. And I would say Katamaru on the Suzuki Goon side does most of the heavy lifting. Yes, we get to see good Eldest Barato and ZSJ shit, but uh, the legal man for a majority of this match is Katamaru. And maybe a couple years ago, that would have annoyed me, but. Now, I don't know, like, this, the Katamaru we seem to be getting now, I, I think he's awesome. So, no complaints here. Now, uh, <laughs> Suzuki-gun are, like, are really good at out, outwitting the House of Torture guys. That's kind of the story. Like, you can't out-heal out these veteran heel wrestlers, so they have to try something new. And the new m- move is show putting his spanner in his kick pad. I'm like, okay, all right, that's something different, I guess. And he kicks uh, Katamaru with it a couple times, then Shock Arrow, and the champs retain. thought this was a good, fun little match. I, was, I mean, I'm not 100% disappointed that uh, House of Torture wins because I, I like them, but, you know, yeah, I would have been... possibly care about those titles. But, obviously, I didn't want Suzuki Goon to win this time, only because I wanted Doki in this match. God damn it, I want gold on him. But, uh, I thought this was I thought this was fine. I thought this was a, a pretty good fun match. I can probably see people online going, but I, I feel like you and I like a good Memphis stylish kind of match sometimes. And this was it. What do you think? Yeah, this match rules because it's like Kanemaru, yeah. the mega babyface. That's like the yep. whole match is him doing babyface shit, and it's awesome. Like for example, he not only does he put everyone in the figure four, but he puts Dick Togo in the figure four, who taps out. But the ref's like, no, you're not even in the match. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, we did not get the Zack Sabre Jr. You know, human chain reversal, which is disappointing. But they did do the human chain, which is great. I did expect uh, that reversal to come up. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a good spot. They got to do it. But, you know, well, maybe later. We'll see. But um, it's like, you know, everybody, the crowd is totally like oohing and on, and this is a very exciting match as it goes on. And towards the end, there was, uh, you know, basically what had happened is show loads the kick pad, but Kanemaru dodges and does the mega baby face moonsault, but 
the knees yeah. are up, right? And uh, or no, he gets the moonsault, but then Togo uh, tries to Suntory surprise, distracting Kanemaru, loaded kick and shock arrow. You know, I mean, it didn't matter because Kanemaru got all of his shit in. That's all this match was all about. There was also some mention that'll be followed up on a little later on about a match between Zack Sabre Jr. and Daniel Bryan's or Brian Daniels. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. um, that's a possible, I think they're going to do that at, uh, at Forbidden Door. It looks like that's the case. So we'll see. I definitely hope so. But yeah, uh, it was a fun match when they were putting over that Katamari probably has the best moonsault in wrestling. It got me thinking, did he ever wrestle Christopher Daniels? Uh, is that a match that exists? Oh, Kat- sure Yoshinobu Katamari versus, that's got to have happened, right? Curry man. Yeah. Curry man versus Katamari. I guarantee oh. you that's happened somewhere. Either Curry Man or Daniels himself. I I might actually <laughs> check out YouTube's later and and see if that's a match that exists. <clears throat> I'll be surprised if it isn't. All right. So next we've got the tag team title match, which is Okan on the Cobb. That's uh, Great Okan and Jeff Cobb versus Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale. I like the start of this match. Cobb's like he nudges Great Okan. He does the break gesture. Always makes me think of. Uh, Dolph Lundgren in uh, Rocky IV. I must break you. And this is kind of a surprising match because like at the start, Chase and Greater Khan get into each other's faces and then it's like, wow, the Empire guys must be the mega baby faces in this match because they spend most of it getting their asses kicked. And then yeah, that's kind of a surprise for me. Yeah. There's a Tonga massage on Greater Khan and then I like this Farle surfs Greater Khan right in front of Jeff Cobb. This is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Bullet Club do- dominates uh, Okan on the Cobb. So uh, anytime like they mount any offense, the crowd cheers for him. So that's exactly what you want. You wanted the, these guys to kind of chase the titles. I also had a feeling I knew this was where this was going because Okan on the Cobb have got some beef with FTR. So that's like a forbidden door feud right there. And it's also what I wanted to happen. So, uh, Farley and Chase, they almost get Cobb. <laughs> of all people, they were <laughs> had to put him in that, that grenade launcher kind of move. But Great Okan for that late save. Tour of the Islands. We've got new champs, baby. And then Rocky thinking, like, what I don't know what he was thinking. Rocky wants to come out and get some vengeance for uh, them putting, you know, Beretta through a table and ruining their title shot on AEW. But what happens? Dominator. He gets his ass whooped. So, <laughs> I don't even. It's also their face win moment, and because their face is at this particular moment because they beat Bullet Club, having Rocky run out, and then I don't know, it was kind of weird. But the match was was good. It was exactly what I wanted to have happened, and it did. What do you think? All right. Well, I'll talk about the Rocky thing here in a second because that was just yeah. fucking stupid. He's I don't dumb. understand. Um. I like this match a lot. I did notice a few minutes in that Hanare and Boxing Guy were ringside. And Boxing yeah. Guy has one move, and it's the body blow, body punches. That's it. So he just keeps doing that. Hey, do this. He'd tell the guys in the ring, hey, do this one. Where I punch him in the air. And uh, oh. it's annoying. So uh, anyway, he was yes, trying to coach. you know. But uh, there was a really awesome moment in this match, one of these big baby face moments you're talking about where – um, Cobb just picks up Fale and like throws Scoop him slam. for a body slam. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking cool. I love that. 
Um, Okan had another great fire up moment where he's he's got both opponents in. He just starts hitting Mongolian chops like crazy, and that was great. Crowd loves that. And this ending was really like funny and cool. It was a cool ending because basically, Fale's climbing up the ropes. Or no, uh, Chase Owens is climb, climbing up the ropes. He gets knocked off the top rope because Great Okan sends uh, Fale into the ropes. So that crotches Chase. And Okan looks at Chase and goes, yeah! And just runs real quick, like, up to the ropes and then carefully climbs up. <laughs> it's really fun because he ran. Yeah, I thought he, he was going like, to do that um, Kurt Angle. You know when Kurt Angle used to run up there and boom, yeah. suplex, like, straight away? I thought he was going to do that. Then he ran up. Oh. I'm going to take my time here. <laughs> come up here. That was pretty funny, man, because he ran faster than I've seen, you know, a wrestler run, really, just for like five steps, you know. But uh, that was pretty <laughs> cool. Now, Rocky Romero coming out at the end. Uh, of course, we hear, oh, who is it? Who is it? You know, somebody's attacking. We're not sure who it is. And that's Rocky. And I'm like, okay, well, who else is with him? Nobody. No one. They, uh, hey, AEW, the forbidden doors open both ways, motherfuckers. Like, what? You, any of you going to walk over to Japan? Get over there. Here's how you fix this, all right? This is easy fix. Is you have Rocky on commentary for this match, and he gets yelled at by Okan and goaded into the ring, and then he gets his ass kicked instead of him just yeah. running in and getting buried. He just buried himself. I mean, he just ran out there and got destroyed. And, like... Now he's a heavyweight? What? If that's no him, way. I mean, but he, they're, I, I, I'm confused because they're like, he's like, we want those titles or something. Like him and Trent. Maybe. No, he, they're talking, they're not talking about the, the Okan and the Cobb titles. They're talking about the Ring of Honor tag team titles because Great Okan okay. and the Cobb screwed them because there was FTR versus Rapongi Vice on well, here's, Dynamite. And Okan on the club interfered. Okay. Well, what threw me about it was I thought that Rocky, you know, he's friends with Tiger Mask. He watched mm. the World Tag League the past couple of years, and he's like, oh, them Sapphire Sheriffs, they got the great idea here. So we already oh, yeah. know, you know, that Trent's a heavyweight because he, he even had a T-shirt that said, Greg is big. That's all it said on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. So he's he's a heavyweight. So that means that they're basically like the Sapphire Sheriffs. And we know they win all their matches. So, you know, I mean, it's a really smart, smart, smart move here by Rocky to go out and get destroyed. Like, what the fuck? That was the only thing on this show that was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Everything else was like, okay, I get it. But I'm glad that Great Ocon won, um, you know, because he's got his titles again. This A uh, lot of stuff that was going on in the show was kind of like righting the wrongs and, you know, the world healing itself kind of thing, which is pretty nice. And Luke, one of the like you know signs that the world is healing itself is when the G1 is at the right time of year with the right amount of people, and they're doing it big this year. Tell me all about it. Oh my God! All right, <clears throat> excuse me. Here we are. The G1 32. I start separating him into blocks straight away. A block, B block, and they're just naming people. So I'm just like, oh, okay, what's going on here? So I find out a little after a few minutes, but let's just run through. Who's in this tournament this year? We've got Kazuchika Okada, Tamatonga, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tom Lawler, Jonah, Yoshihashi, Goto, Toriyanu, Tomohiro Ishii, Jeff Cobb, Gerardo Khan, Will Ospreay, 
Aaron Hanare. <gasps> Gonna, I mean, but you think he's going to bring all the different ways he can beat people to the team one? So many ways. You know he's going to get that revenge win on ELP, and I'm just like, oh. no! Uh, we got, uh, of course, they got uh, Shingo Takagi, Sonata, Tetsuya Naito, Jay White. Yeah! <laughs> Finally! It's been like three yes. years! Finally! Hell yeah. It's the J1, everyone. It's the J132. Fuck yeah, it is. Hell yeah. We got Evil... We've got Kenta. Yes. Yeah. We've got <sighs> Yujiro. Oh. <laughs> He's been doing all right lately, I have to admit. Uh, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, uh, Juice Robinson, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., fucking Lance Archer, and the Osaka <laughs> crowd just fucking audibly pops hearing Lance Archer's name, and that makes me happy. Yeah, I was really happy with the reaction he got. Uh, David Finley and <clears throat> come on, Andy, you say it. El Fantasmo. Pretty cool. Yep. Uh, I thought uh, Mr. Osprey and Shingo were two badasses doing both tournaments in one year, which they did uh, in 2019. And then, hey, ELP, respect, man. That's going to be tough. You've just done a grueling tournament and now you've just, oh my goodness. I hope he has oh. a story. I hope he does like a sudden death type story, something along those lines to explain why he gets wins and stuff. Because I, I want other if, if like he doesn't have something like that going on, he's probably going to lose a bunch of matches, which is fine. But like, yep. I'm really interested to see what his moveset's going to be up against some of these people. But Luke, what we found out later was that because I, I was immediately like messaging you like three blocks. This is like there's 28 wrestlers. Usually mm. it's two blocks of 10, but this year they're doing four blocks of seven wrestlers each for a total of like 90 matches or 85 matches or something like that. Fucking so Gato's just like showing off at this point. Like, oh yeah, I can do two blocks. Well, you know what? I can also do four blocks at once. Like, yeah. let's do it. I'm a math whiz. Ah. <laughs> so, yes, it... so we don't know who's in what block. No. But that is not announced yet, so which is fine. I don't like thinking about that because then you start immediately start figuring stuff out. But it'll be interesting to see who's going to be matched up with who and how it's going to work if, like, say, you know, block A and C, those two blocks, then the winners of those face each other, or is it mixed up together? Like, how's that going to work? You know, yeah. I'm interested to see. We don't know yet. Yep. I also think it's really good and fucking smart to put Tom Lawler in the tournament. Uh, yeah, you want oh, eyes yeah. on strong, put Tom Lawler in the G1. Done. I'm uh, interested to see like yeah. what he can do, because like I said, I'm my mind is open. I know he's a good wrestler. I'm ready to like him. Just not there yet, you know, yeah. but Jonah Hex representing Aussie. That's cool, man. Hell boy, yeah, boy, dude. And stuff, right? Hell boy. yeah. Very, very excited. Like, I, I remember going to one of the Aussie New Japan shows and it was Jonah versus Suzuki and of course Suzuki won because you don't pay for a New Japan show and go to see the local guys win, do you? <laughs> True. So, uh, yeah, you know, so from seeing him from those shows and Aussie shows and now here he is fucking in the G1. I'm happy for him. It's awesome. Yeah. I know there's that elephant in the room of, oh, there's no Brian Danielson or John Moxley, right. but... I think this is a pretty damn good lineup. 
and I know yeah, before everyone goes like, really? Even with uh, even with Chase and Farley and Yujiro and well, I like Farley, but you know you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say. And I'm like, well, you need guys to, to job. You need some losers in there. So, you know, like Yoshihashi and shit, like, you can eat the pins. So, you know, <laughs> that's why they're there. You know, if everyone was – if only everyone's favorites got in, you'd have to see them lose more. So, I don't know. Maybe the stars haven't perfectly aligned between uh, Brian Danielson and the G1 and Japan just yet. But, you know, there's plenty of time. I don't but, know, uh, man. I just I just wonder, you know, I mean, he, he – I'm starting to realize that Daniel Bryan's a little – little injury prone i mean he kind of just is he's been that way his whole career so like i don't know if he's a guy that you want in the g1 necessarily you know what i mean like could he mm. make it all the way through i don't know could, i mean is it possible that he could do it of course it is and would i love to see it him try of course but that might be a big concern for them i don't know you know yeah so yeah i know i saw many a tweety and even we us messaging each other about oh this we don't get those two big AW guys but you know uh, other than that this is a damn good uh, lineup and I like the four blocks of seven so it's you know even if there are people who think this is like a samey samey lineup which well, I think okay maybe you still got uh, the added new reality of like this four blocks of seven so yeah it's gonna be interesting shit. I'm interested to see what Lance Archer will be like because, yep. you know, I don't, I, I'm not sure because I haven't seen it all, but from what I've seen, his stuff in, in AEW has not been on the same level as what he was doing there towards the end of his New Japan career. Um, I hope they put him in the same uh, same block with Will Ospreay because they crushed it before, and I'd love yep. to see that, that match again. Um, you know, I'm also interested to see you know, matchups like, uh, I don't know, Toriano versus Tom Lawler, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I would love to see something like that. So, um, look, I'll be happy. Like, I, I, I don't expect to have my Yano Sonata and my Yano ZSJ match, but can one of those two men please be in a block with Yano, please? Yeah, they will. Don't worry. They know Thank stuff, you. you know. So, um, <laughs> and and I hope Goto loses every match. So, I mean, I also I also kind of hope like maybe Tamatonga versus Yano because Yano's always been scared of Tamatonga. How are they going to get along yeah. now? Interesting. They they might be kind of buddies. We'll see. But you know, but then again, it's a situational thing. So yeah. we'll see. But like I said, I hope Goto loses every match. <laughs> Of course you do. Speaking of Goto losing matches, should we... <laughs> can you believe that Goto lost this match, by the way? Did you see this coming? <laughs> what is this, Luke? Like, why is this a thing? Look, this is dumb. I've got notes. I've got some decent notes for the next, like, four or five matches or whatever. And But this match is not one of the ones that I have lots of notes for. And it's probably because, like, is it a bad match? Hell no. This is a really good match with really good wrestling in it. The problem is it's really hard to care about go, care about this since Goto winning makes no fucking sense. None. Yeah. That's not going to... Like, I know Forbidden Door's already sold out in the United Center or whatever. Thanks, Jay White. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you want some more buy rates. Uh, no offense. No, fuck you. Offense, man. Hiroki Goto's not going to 
sell those buy rates. No, he's, like, no he's not. <laughs> not compared to him, Tanahashi versus... Him and his fishing pole aren't going to fucking sell any pay-per-views. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, it's it's a fine match. Like, it's not bad at, at all. It's just, like, it's, it's got this weird story to it and all that. And you know Tanahashi's winning, and he does. High fly flow. Yeah. Not much to say. But, do you want to add any more? I do. Luke, I, I am... Just over beside myself about poor Tanahashi's hair. Like, what happened? His hair was <laughs> terrible in this match. And I was like, man, what? who did that to you? That is not okay. So I was disappointed and upset with, you know, because of his hair. And mm. I thought for a second, maybe he's losing, you know, like, because good Lord. But no, um, <laughs> there is a really cool spot in this match where uh, Goto would hit a Yushiroshi. He's going for another one. So he's got uh, Tanahashi up on his uh, shoulders, like, you know, like fireman carry style. And Tanahashi just turns it into a sling blade. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that was cool. I like that. Um, there was also a really bad part where, like, Tanahashi is basically, like, he's does a, a there's a flying something from Tanahashi, it, it, you know, to the corner. And Goto, like, awkwardly, like, lifts him to drop him on the second rope, but it doesn't, like, go right. <laughs> It's just kind of like, ow. I don't know. It just looked like his, he just jammed um, Tanahashi's mm. leg. And it was like, ow, leave his leg alone. Come on, man. Um, but <laughs> it, it's just a classic strong style match. And, you know, like you said, um, Tanahashi won. There was one really good near fall where, like, Goto got this trapping, like, you know, kind of roll up thing. And the crowd bit on that big time because it was oh, yeah. 2.9999. That was very good. And, you know, that, that sure is a match. Okay. Osaka nearly rioted. Uh, <laughs> hey, at least at least you got to see Goto lose. So Oh yeah. You know, that can't be too bad for you. I mean I can watch him lose anytime I want on, you know, New Japan World. <laughs> you just Alright, so what you're saying is you just don't want him to have matches. Right. Okay, I'm getting you now. Not in on New Japan World. I mean like unless it's unless it's strong. I mean, so, Ian was very upset that I put that I put that ju- bad juju on him, you know, saying that <laughs> I want to go, you know, on strong. But I mean, sorry, Ian, you know, I, I just yeah. you can have him for a while. We've had to have yeah. him for quite some time. So. Tanky Jiro with you. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and maybe a few others. So our next match is the King of Pro Wrestling trophy match. It's Shingo Takagi versus Taichi. It is as many pins as you can get in 10 minutes. So allow me to take a moment right here, Mr. Andy, to berate everyone who voted for Shingo's option because you're fucking yeah. stupid face, dum-dums, because the other option would have allowed for a match that could have taken longer than 10 minutes. Do you want to see Shingo and Taichi only wrestle for 10 fucking minutes? No, I don't. I want to see him wrestle for fucking 20, 25 minutes and have an absolute barnstormer. I mean, this is really awesome as well but you all chose the option that meant we only got 10 minutes of this how argh, you're all stupid and thank you for yeah. listening to the podcast so uh mr mr andy what did you think of uh, shingo versus taichi oh i like this a lot this is fun yeah, but it too. is short you know <laughs> and, and like you said it's a 10 minute time limit and whoever gets the most pins so they have the, the clock up on the screen you know and yeah. and it's a counting down they got like a scoreboard that shows so 
it's a little disappointing that uh, it's Kenta Sato refing this match and not Ref Chumpy. Should be Ref yeah. Chumpy for sure. That's okay. Kenta Sato does okay, but you know. Um, so it starts off with like tremendous reversals at like a high rate of speed, you know, right out of the gate. And uh, then the pins begin after an exchange of roll-ups. It's three, two Shingo. Just, you know, you look away for a second and it's five, two Shingo. Shingo's dominating. Um, and he starts to go after Taichi's ribs, which is against the law. So I don't yes, like it that. It's uh seven, two after a standard pin from Shingo. And then Taichi comes back with a Gamaguri in the corner. Taichi comes back again with more kicks and scores a two count. So uh, now we're at seven, four and with four minutes and 30 seconds left. Shingo. Um, oh, there's a dangerous suplex on Shingo. Uh, and Taichi gets another pin for a cup for a couple. And so it's seven, six Taichi's coming back. Axe bomber. And the pants are off, Luke. It's exciting. There's a Larry in the corner, though, from Shingo. He cuts uh, Taichi right off. And then it's more kicks and a pumping bomber, but only a one count. Taichi's right back up, right? Then there's yep. a kick for Taichi and a sliding D from uh, from uh, Shingo, but Taichi kicks out at zero. 30 seconds left, Luke. It's 11 to 6. How can, you know, he come back? How can uh, Taichi come back? But he goes for the sumo and the crowd loses it they're like oh my god he does the fucking sumo throw gato yeah. clutch for three all right so now it's 11 to 9 then a normal pin for one it's 11 to 10 oh my god he tries for another pin but kenta sato can't count before the clock expires shingo wins 11 to 10 Ooh. yeah uh also, also Miho Abe was there. We forgot to mention. Oh, yeah. She was, and she, she very was quiet during the match, by the way. So, I, I also say, like, I feel, I feel like I like their previous match better, mostly because it was longer. Yes, and I, I like that one. More spaced out. See, that's what I'm saying, New Japan fans. Like, did you want 10 minutes or fucking 20? Like, what are you doing? Why'd you but, fuck uh, up? Yeah, you, you fucked up. You fucked up. Having said that, this is a really good 10-minute match. It's it's not it's not huge on the selling, but that's that's fine. But these two just beating the shit out of each other and trying to pin each other. Good fun. Uh, I'm kind of I'm, I'm, how am I in an era where I'm disappointed that Shingo won? I love it's, him. He's like one of my favorites. It's Tai Chi, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yes, uh, fuck you, Kentasato. At least Chumpy can count. All right. <laughs> I, know. I think it was his fault. I mean, like. You know, if Chumpy was there, I think Taichi would have won. So, well, see, no one gets fined in New Japan for beating up refs. So, Taichi should have just like put him in a Gato clutch. Yeah. And uh, or have, have Mayo Harvey just, yeah, count that. Yes. <laughs> suplex him out of the damn ring, like like Jay White did Okada. Oh, my God. He actually did that. How often <laughs> are we saying, like, no one takes that bump? Fucking Okada will take that bump. Oh, my God. All right, so before we get to that, it's never time, Mr. Andy. Yes. It is. Not only that, it's also a never title match that also has, like, multiple stories kind of weaving in and out of it, which tickles me. It's like, oh, some some thought and attention has been given to, to our favorite title, Mr. Andy. That's fantastic. So it's Tamatonga, the champion, versus Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson. Uh you know, could have been the first 
never champ. He lost to Masato Tanaka. Takes the commentators ages to mention that right away, but I tweeted that straight away. And you know, it's almost ten years to the day. So November is when he when he lost that match in 2012. So there's that story. Of course, there's always also the story of like Tamatonga and Carl Anderson both being in Bullet Club and Carl Anderson kind of like being a mentor for Tamatonga. Like, and obviously when he left, he's like, here you go, boys. Here's the uh, magic killer. And I bequeath the gunstone to you, Mr. Tamatonga. So there's that kind of story weaving in and out of it as well. I don't know what you think, Mr. Andy, but I thought this match was awesome. I had a really good time. It's not quite up there with the hard-hitting, maybe never matches, but in terms of just like a really fun, cool title match, this is this is it. I liked it a lot. Amazing chemistry between the two men. Carl Anderson is like... And this is where I wrote that note and started messaging you about, I think, Mr. Andy. Carl Anderson's like 10 times the worker his partner is. <laughs> <laughs> and I pretty much just realized that, like, it, it, I don't know, maybe it's clicked for people a lot longer, but uh, Carl Anderson's the worker, and I guess Gallows is the just, he just has to be the muscle. That's all he needs to be. And that's fine. I like uh, I like seeing uh, Jado help <laughs> help take out Gallows on the outside. That's That's really funny. There's so many amazing moves and reversals by both men. I'm I'm just in heaven. Just like I just like having a really good never title match. Like and, and this is one. This great storytelling. There's guns done on gallows, and you think, oh, he's gonna get the guns done on uh, on Carl Anderson as well. But no, guns done on Hammer Tonga and Carl Anderson. He writes a wrong from ten years ago. And he's now the never open champion, which I kind of like as well, because it's like, all right, now you've got to have Tamatonga chase this thing for a little bit. Well, not, not during the G1, unfortunately, because the never champ will not be in the G1 this year. Oh, shit. I just noticed that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's a shame. But, but yeah. cool match, cool finish, possibilities for more of this story to continue in the future. I thought it was great stuff. What do you think? Yes, this is a very good match. It's Is it a never match? Not really. You know, is it a great, great wrestling match? Absolutely. I thought this yeah. was fantastic. I do have uh, one pet peeve about the gun stun or any move like that is that you got to think of other ways to block it besides just stand there and don't do the bump. Because that's how most guys block it. They just don't do the bump. <laughs> they just go, no. Like okay. I feel like Sonata like, would like flip over the person and put the skull end on or something. Right. Like, well, he looks at you. You look at him wrong. He's catching the skull end. Like he's, yeah, that's true. That's his Thanks, only Jerry. move, it seems. But uh, you know, I, I just, I always think it's funny because this match obviously had like a hundred blocked gun stuns. That's just like I'm not gonna do the bump. So no, not right now. Maybe later. Also, another trope in wrestling, which may, you know, as soon as Tamatonga build up all of his strength and he's fired up. He's got the, you know, fighting spirit, but then he uses that on gallows. Well, you know, he's not going to win, right? Because he yeah. just used up all his fighting spirit, beating up the guy that's not in the match. So your finisher you know, meter was just used up. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. But I thought this was really fun, especially the ending was fantastic. And there were some interesting things in there. For example, you know, they did finally mention the Masato Tanaka match. It took them like halfway through the match to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this thing. So that was cool. And they still didn't really make the connection that we've made about it. 
you know what I mean? That this is, it's like 10 years almost to the day. And this is, and, yeah. and no one, no one's ever talked about that. He's never got another title match, you know? So this is uh, you know, kind of story. There's extra storylines in here that people, they aren't even talking about. So lots of good stuff here. I am happy that Carl Anderson won because I think he'll be a good champion. I'm just concerned now he's just going to take it to impact or something. You know what I mean? That's, that's concerning yeah. because with him not being in the G1, uh, you know, I hope he loses that before a world tag league, you know, cause then otherwise he's in a tag team with a singles title. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with it, but the yeah. match was very good. The storyline was good. This is obviously a teacher student type situation as well. And so I thought they played off that really good. That's always an interesting storyline in a match. And I think they did a good job with that. So obviously the teacher, uh, you know, knows more than the students still at this point and Carl Anderson wins. Yep. I feel like what they're doing with Tamatonga turning him into a face is also working. And you know, you can't still can't have you can't have him win every match though. You got you've got to have him overcome shit and him fighting the bull club is that. Yeah, I thought it was good. What so did you think like when yep. when okay, so Carl Anderson comes out with Gallows and you're like, Gallows is like seven foot tall, and then Tamatonga is about to come out. Who's he bringing out? Jado to even the odds, <laughs> you know? It's like the fuck <laughs> Are you dumb? Like what? So uh, he deserved to lose for that, you know. <laughs> oh my god! But you know, faces faces are dumb. Like that's a trope in wrestling. It's true. It's true. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do it. Our United States title match. Uh, the sorry, the metaphysical United States title match. Juice <laughs> still has the belt. Uh, it's still in America. <laughs> it did not make its way to Japan. So they're fighting for nothing. It is Sonata versus Will Ospreay. I thought this match was <sighs> fucking awesome. <laughs> Had people worried yeah. there. What <laughs> What do you think, Mr. Andy? You go first this time. Okay. Well. So this uh, match has a built-in storyline because obviously uh, Will Ospreay, you know, was the one who injured Sonata mm -hmm. recently, making him relinquish that title. So now he has to win it back, and that's kind of what his goal is. And right out of the gate, I don't think that I don't think commentary mentioned this at all, but right out of the gate, Sonata tried the 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 like standing moonsault, which is what. Yeah you know, what he got injured, uh, by, you know, he, he's trying to injure Will right out of the gate, basically <laughs> by doing the same thing. And it was great. So that was fun. I thought this match was tremendous. It's like a hundred miles an hour. And Will at one point he gets out of the paradise lock, like right away. So I was like, wait a second. So he does it again, but he just like really tightens it up this time. <laughs> I love that. There's a crazy corkscrew mood salt to the floor from Will from the top turnbuckle, which is amazing. And it builds to like this really neat spot where there's a hook kick right in the eye. And, and so Will hits his hook kick and it hits Sonata and Sonata's like, fuck my eye, you know, <laughs> which is tremendous because yep. he just got over the eye. I love that. And so because, you know, that storyline thing happened there, then he gets an off cutter for two. Um, there's a tremendous flipping power move reversal spots all ending in like a, a giant TKO from Sonata. Uh, oh, Tiger dude, yes. Suplex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Stormbreaker counter by Sonata and then the TKO. Fantastic. That's cool. 
Uh, there's a tiger suplex for two, and then the moonsault, but no, knees are up, and then regular blade for two, then hidden blade and stormbreaker. Will wins, but there's no belt to present to him, and because Juice still has it, like you said, and the announcers are really putting over this whole match that Will had gotten a kidney infection, and they oh he almost died from this kidney infection. I mean, what a what a warrior, you know, battling this kidney infection, which is kind of stupid um however i have to admit the way they booked uh will recently is working and i'm starting to enjoy him and this match was fantastic and yeah. like him being bummed out after the match because there was no belt to present to him is like that's kind of sympathetic no matter who you are so i don't know man. <laughs> i know yeah. they're doing a good job with him and it's like ah this match was, was great what'd you think i thought this match was fucking incredible and yes i just said that about a match with sonata and i really liked their last match too but i thought this one was better uh like it was faster paced it didn't really slow down they beat the shit out of each other awesome reversals and yeah i have to admit like look i kind part of my brain wishes that osprey still had that really bad flair gimmick because at least i could still be like yeah fuck this guy but the way they're doing it, doing it now, because even at the end of this match, it's just like, where's my fucking belt, New Japan? Are you serious? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I'm conflicted. I still have some feelings, but I really like how they're booking him, and it's working because he's got the in-ring to back it up too. So, yeah, great match, really good finish, and you know there's going to be some uh, a collision between him and Juice again. I mean, uh, Juice... Uh, oh, they got to be in the same block, right? Maybe I don't know. I hope so. But, well, I mean, that's another thing about the G1 is that, you know, who's the alternates? Because we might need one, you know, or two. We'll see. So yeah, uh, everybody, calm down but, out there. That's what I'm saying. Well, ho- hopefully, Naito can uh, make it to the end this year. But oh, poor Naito. Yeah. Mhm. And he's had two Zack Sabre Jr. matches since, and it was fine. He, they even did the same knee spots and everything. Like, it was, I, yes. I think it was just like wear and tear at the time, and it was just like, yep, that's too much, man. <laughs> All right. So here we are. We're at, oh, my God. I'm so nervous when this match starts. Like, I'm half nervous, but also half resigned. Like, I'm like, I, I kind of know where they're going. I, I, well, at least I think I do. And I'm like, All right, it's fine. Just prepare yourself for not only a good match, but just prepare yourself for Kuzushka Carter winning. So, Mr. Andy, I know you watched this match twice. I did not watch this match twice. Um, I watched the finish twice and then the promos again. But because you watched it twice, you probably got the better notes. So let's do it. Okay. IWGP um, World Heavyweight Title Match, Kuzushka Carter versus Jay White. All right, well, something notable here is that Tanahashi's on commentary, Japanese commentary, yep. which is important. So, um, and I, you know, Jay White's one of my favorite wrestlers, and this match mm-hmm. is an ex- just like a fucking another great example of why he's one of the best there is, because during this match, Jay White has like a little storyline going on with the person he's wrestling. The with ref, everyone. The crowd and tanahashi on commentary all of that's going on while he's wrestling a match and looking like it's no big deal (laughs) while he's doing that he's having a banger with a carter (laughs) what so 
this shit is like some you know next level pro wrestling and it, it's just he's the best so uh, you know at the beginning jay taunts the crowd and he does this throughout the match trying to get them to to say oh caught up he's like come on this is your guy why aren't you cheering him but it's not generic cheese ball shit it's like it's it's got all this depth because the crowd wants to cheer and he knows they do you know so he uses oh, yeah. uh mind games to dominate okada and everyone else that <laughs> in the world okada takes great bumps into the guardrails on the outside and jay has fun interaction with red shoes after using the ring skirt to attack okada so he puts the ring skirt over okada's face and says breathe with the spitz blade because <laughs> he can't breathe <laughs> So then he gets in the ring and he tries to do a pin and, and uh, Red Shoes is like, nope, not counting. He's like, oh, cool. So no, no pin. He's like, he's like, okay, so this isn't a cover. So then he just starts choking Okada. He's like, all right, so no cover, right? No cover. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. That was great. Um, he, he pins Okada 15 times too at this point, which is, you know, gets Okada all mad. He hits a monster forearm Okada dumps Jay and Gato over the guardrails on the outside and then hits a running crossbody, taking them both out. That was one of his big spots in the match. It was Dude, pretty cool. Kind of like Angry Okada. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. When when I throw to you, hopefully, maybe you could tell us more about his mental state during this match because he was tremendous as far as his facial expression yeah. and stuff. Um, so Okada tries a pile driver on the floor, but Jay sends him into the guardrails a couple times and he starts working on uh, Okada's uh, ribs. Uh, there's a suplex into the barricade from Jay for a countout spot, which is great. And <laughs> and uh, every move just looks absolutely incredible. Um, then he does a Saito suplex out of the ring. <laughs> Suplexes Okada out of the ring. See you, buddy. Yep. That's great. And there's a Uranagi from Jay, and he asks Gato which move is next. He's like, what do you think? What do you think? Sleeper? And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is great. So that was fun. So Jay's also got a storyline going on with Gato. So yes. know, five storylines at once. No big deal. Jay goes for <laughs> a, a top rope Uranagi, but Okada fights out of it. Okada hits a monster missile drop kick, but they're both fucked because Okada's ribs. Okada goes for the elbow, which is a bad idea because it hurts him too. Snap zoom, but it's dragon screws. And this is one of the best parts of the match because Jay hits a dragon screw and is without moving is immediately staring down Tanahashi. All right. And then he hits another one and then he puts on the TTO. But, <laughs> you know, before Jay can say it, Chris Charlton's like, oh, can, will it be the OTO? You know, and then Jay says, come on, OTO, which is fantastic. Then he hey, Tana, can you see this? Can you yes. see this, Tana? Do you like this? And then he does the Texas Cloverleaf and shows Tanahashi. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, Look and at me, Tana. Chop. <laughs> <laughs> There's chops, but Okada starts no-selling, and he hits this insane drop kick. I mean, it's one of the best ones that yeah. has ever happened in pro wrestling. And now he's selling his leg because Jay just destroyed that too. I really like that New Japan in particular has had some of their top guys doing this, like, we're, I'm working two body parts thing. That's been mm. common lately, and I really enjoy that. So that's what's going on here, too. Um, that's good stuff. Texas Cloverleaf, like I said. Oh, there's a chump bump here. And then Gato gives Jay a chair. But Okada's, like, already standing on it before <laughs> Jay can turn around. And so Jay's like, oh, shit. And, and it's great because... <laughs> 
Gato's <laughs> like, get the chair, get the chair. And he's like, oh, son of a. <laughs> 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 um, it's fantastic. But there's money clips and whatnot. Um, you know, what's the money clip? It's killing Jay. But Gato distracts and Jay uses a low blow. That's like kind of the only dirty tactic he really mm. used in the whole match. Okada gets a huge forearm and it knocks Jay out of the ring. <laughs> this is always great. Booyah spot. They throw a million forearms and Okada wins the exchange. And then really shitty, angry kicks and like punches from Okada. Like he's pissed and it's great. Oh, yeah. And, and then Jay goes right back to the ribs, though. Hits a sleeper suplex. Pinning Regal Plex, which is pretty cool for two. <laughs> uh, bloody Sunday from Jay. And then a Rainmaker. All right from jay and he still has the wrist but and he goes for another uh and the blade runner but no it's a rainmaker from okada and they're both down okada still has wrist control the camera's got it it's perfect all right we're all ready for it we all know what's coming yeah. next right oh, we yeah. know he's about to hit another one then he's going to start doing his three his four you know 80 moves of doom or however many he's got it's a rainmaker all right and um <laughs> and then a blade runner but no uh, Rainmaker from Okada. Oh, wait, okay, I'm reading the wrong thing. So then it's reversals, a tombstone, and that's when I was really worried because once that's, that's it, Okada... That's once the tombstone yeah, hits, yeah. He gets the tombstone late and another Rainmaker, but no, they back and forth doing this dodging right and left thing. Landslide from Okada, which is kind of the new tombstone, which makes me even think that Jay's more fucked, right? Yeah. And a Rainmaker, but Jay dodges Blade Runner. Jay White is the new IWGP champion. He fucking did it, and the match was fantastic. It was so complicated and incredible. I can't believe he was able to do all that at the same time. Tell me all about it, Luke. What do you think of this? Well, the finish made me jump out of my seat. Uh, I was screaming, and I shit my pantaloons. So that that did happen. <laughs> yes, well, I'm, I'm glad you wrote, said mentioned this in, in your notes and in your coverage of the match because as I'm watching this match, I see the exact same thing you do. Like, okay, he's not just wrestling Okada. He's like, hey, Tanahashi, I see you. Hey, hey, Red Shoes, Red Shoes, ask him, ask him. Hey, Red Shoes, check on him. He's fucked. Hey, Red Shoes, get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to beat him up some more. <laughs> oh, you're not going to count this, Red Shoes? What about now? What about now? Fucking, and then Gato. Hey, Gato, what do you want now? Let me choke him? Kiwi Crusher? Like, what do you want? Oh yeah, Kiwi, Kiwi, like or something like that. As as, as oh, I've missed that thing between those two. I'm glad they're together again. Just and as he's interacting with all these people, as you say, he's having an amazing match with Okada at the same time. Regalplex. Oh, this is one amazing spot that really pisses Okada off. He's he's trying Okada. Jay's trying to get Okada Okada cheered, and Okada's sitting down. So. He just slaps the back of his head, like, like, oh, Carter, oh, Carter. And then Okada goes to do a move on him. Jay just ducks it, DDT, boom. Like, playing to the playing to the crowd whilst also simultaneously pissing off Okada, and then bang, DDT just lured him right into it. It's just amazing shit. Like, I want more, I want more pissed off Okada because angry Okada looks like someone that, like, you don't want kicking your ass because some of those shots i know jay sold his ass, ass off for them but like the idea behind it is like i'm really pissed off i'm gonna forearm you eh? and just knock you right out of the ring that's not necessarily something a card is generally known for like this is like 
it's like murder Ricardo almost, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was just absolutely fantastic. When that tombstone hits, I told, I turned to charity and I was like, you know what? I've loved this match from start to finish, but it's over. And I'm all right with that. So that's <laughs> from start to finish, by the way. I think a lot of people might know that I'm a bit down on the start to Wakata matches, but I know Jay just managed to keep so many moving parts. I think Anakata did too. Like, obviously, you got two of the best in the world wrestling against each other. But, yep, that first tombstone, just like you, I was like, yep, it's over, and I'm okay with it. That's what I expected. It's fine. And then it, it, then they keep wrestling. I'm like, all right, just hit the hit the Rainmaker. I'm ready. I'm ready. Then, then it yeah. played Runner. And I'm like, all right, Akata's probably going to kick out. All right, one, two, three. Yes! Fucking <laughs> jumped out of my seat with excitement, marking out, like, I don't know how all, all you American motherfuckers went to sleep after this because I was like, I was hyped. I was like, woo, party time! Everyone else uh, in America uh, who's watching this is like, like yay! <laughs> It's 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. It was exhausting. So. But, man, this, this story stuff was amazing. There's multiple stories in one. Both men are able to juggle all this stuff fantastically well. It's like just about 30, maybe around 35 minutes. Is that correct? I will yep. quickly check. So it's, you know, a really good length. And I, met, I remember messaging you even before the promos had started, just when the uh, – the music had just started playing and, you know, he's won. I messaged you and I was like, wow, New Japan just took a risk. And then I responded before you did. And I was like, no, I'll take that back. Jay White's a pretty safe bet, especially when you go like 45 minutes in the Tokyo Dome with Kota Ibushi. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jay White is a safe bet for New Japan. A reliable bet too. It would have made no sense. You know, I mean... Let's let me put it this way. It would have been a waste to build him up as much as they've done. As the catalyst, every, yeah. Yeah, as the catalyst. Every moving part that's going on in pro wrestling is to do with him, you know, and what he's doing, and then have him lose this match. So, like, you know, I my brain is telling me that, but my brain is also telling me that hey, it's Okada. Okada, yeah, and he's gonna <laughs> have this title forever. So, like, yeah, that's that's great storytelling because I had no idea who was going to win. And like, it was really fun to see, you know, our guy win. And, and like I said, this, this night was a lot about putting things right. And, you know, before the pandemic and everything and, and before everything went to shit, you know, Jay was champion <laughs> and he was. And yep. so it's just like, everything's kind of back to normal again. And this was a good way to do that. And this doesn't hurt Okada at all. You know, so uh, it's it's just going to piss him off to, you know, motivate him to have an awesome G1 to get that title back. So that's exciting. Um, After the match, you know, we get an amazing promo, of course, Bullet Club uh, all come out except for House of Dickheads. They are not there. And uh, they enter the ring and Jay tells Adam Page he can have Okada and gets (laughs) (laughs) he gets the crowd to cheer openly. And um the Switchblade era is back. Yeah, this is it. It's here. It's now. I like that promo too because he's like, oh, you, Hangman, you want him? Yeah, you can fucking have him. And also like, more, more crowd, more. I just won the title. Aren't you happy for me? Louder. 
and they do it. And I know he sounds like a heel throughout this entire promo, but he does not badmouth the fans, which is, yeah, okay. So he's still definitely much like Jay White, Switchblade, heel dude. And he, you know, he used the low blow in that match to kind of win. Well, not in the finish, but you know what I mean. So he's still heel Jay White, but that's not that wasn't an aggressively heel promo either. It was pretty much here's our mission statement: we're the best. Uh, well, his and, his promos are always telling the truth. Yeah, you know, so and then the <laughs> truth-telling truth heel. So that's that's now, what he does. I didn't have time to watch all the backstage comments because uh, I woke up, had a coffee, here I am. Uh, but I did stick around after last night's show to watch Jay's comments, and he just lays, he just fucking throws down even more truth bombs, saying shit like, Hangman Page had to leave to go to his buddies. His buddies had to make a company for him to to, to flourish because he couldn't fucking flourish in New Japan. And I was like, oh, shit. And he goes on this tangent saying, like, uh, I think he sold out the United Center and Madison Square Garden. So I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm probably mixing my promos a little bit. But he, uh, after the match, everyone, there's that promo. Then stick around. He does the backstage one. They're both amazing. He's dropping bombs left and right. It's fucking incredible. All the bullet clubs behind him, except for, yeah, except of course for Rock Hard, Juice Robinson, and the House of Torture dudes. I mean, when's Chris Bay gonna move his ass for a like what? Ace Austin can f- fly his ass over to Japan, but Chris Bay can't. What's going on there? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is he is he a junior or heavy? Like, could he have he would potentially he have done it? Itty bitty, so he would be a junior for sure. Right, right. I haven't seen him wrestle for a while because uh, I don't watch Impact. So, yeah. Oh, man. Awesome promos. Awesome match. And, yeah, if I see more of this kind of like I'm going to fuck you up version of Okada, I think I'd be really happy with that. Man, because I saw nuggets of it in this match where he was getting quite irate. Yeah, he's stepping abs- on, on Jay's face. It's just like scraping his boot on his face. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm not saying you need to turn a Carter heel because, you know, Ibushi can switch on murder Ibushi without, you know, changing alignments or whatever. So, yes, if we can see more of that side of a Carter, I'd be very happy. I love this match even before the, the finish. So, um, obviously, I'm expecting a Carter win. And I, yeah, I don't know, man. One of my favorite matches here, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that going to make your. Uh... Top ten star rating, uh, you know, fat, spectacular, fan, fabulous, yeah, that thing. So, uh, man, yeah, I can't wait to do that again. That was so much fun. So, uh... <laughs> oh man, so we've done it. Uh, Dominion, uh, I always love Dominion. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. I got a soft spot for it. It's one of the few shows I can generally rely on. Charity to be like sitting with me watching it. First, our first Dominion is. 2018, uh, live Dominion, I will say. It was, 20, it was 2018, and it was our first full day in Berlin. And I kind of was like, there weren't, after this, there wasn't many New Japan shows that I'd have to, like, keep up with. And I wasn't doing a podcast yet, so I was just like, but Dominion, Okada might lose the title and all that kind of stuff. So it, it this one reminded me of that one the most, because like that 2019 Dominion, or 2018 Dominion, it also ended with Okada losing. So, yep. yep. So always a bit of a soft spot, the Dominion shows for me. 
loved covering this one with you, man. Oh, it was such a good show. Especially like the last uh, three matches were just absolutely incredible. And each match was better, better than the one before it, which is you know, how wrestling works. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. It's funny, you know, what New Japan doesn't do is they don't put, like, a shit-ass match, like, you know, the second-to-last one or the third-to-last one, you know, the diva spot, No, <laughs> they call that. And New then, Japan does not want you going to the toilet. No. They want you no, to piss your pants. That's true. That's why I wear a diaper. <laughs> so. Which is exactly um, what happened to me at the end of that match. Uh, oh, man. So well, Luke, we we did get a voicey email, so I guess oh, yes. we'll have to we'll have to uh, you know maybe uh, let uh, that voicey email like kind of take us out today. But uh, you know, I I don't know, man. I had a lot of fun with Dominion. Next week we got New Japan Road. Road oh, and they the... they also announced some shows called New Japanism. Yeah, so that is. Um, that was actually right before the G1 announcement. Yeah. There's two premium events. One's on July 2nd, one's on July 17th, but we don't know what they are. They're just going to be in Osaka. So they announced them. You know, I guess tickets yeah. went on sale. So they're like, fuck it. We'll just announce it. These are premium shows that are the things that are going to happen. Uh, does that mean we have to? Uh, okay. Papers we'll see. Right. We'll see. All right. Uh, Mr. Mr. Howard, who sent us a voice email because we complained about not getting voice emails. Um, would you be angry if we played your voicemail in the next episode? We love you. Why don't we do that so we can respond to it? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and I, you know, not, not much sleep from both ends. We're super excited to talk to Minion and we did it for fucking hell, an hour and a half. We, man, that was great fun. Sorry, Mr. Mr. Howard, but we'll do your email <laughs> listen, justice. Let's listen to the whole episode just to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. We're the so, best. So, yeah. all right. Well, uh, yeah, I had a great time, man. I, you know, uh, nothing yep. else to say about this. I'm excited nope. to see what comes next. And, uh, you know, uh, everything that happened, all that matters is how it affected AEW. So just remember that. Just breathe, everybody. And in Switchblade, we trust. House of Dickheads. <laughs>